And boy, have we got tyranny, man. Gobs and gobs and gobs of tyranny. All you have to do is step outside your door and you can be arrested for not being vaxxed. That's a, we've, been, we've been telling you here at Your Folk Radio that it's gonna, this is the end times, folks. There's absolutely no doubt about it. We're in the end times. So welcome, everybody. Welcome, Michael. How are you doing today? It's 14 degrees here in central Illinois, but it's clear. So I guess we have something to, to be happy about. Yeah, thank you. And here's maybe it's zero degrees Celsius here, approximately. So it's uh, oh, that's, it's kind that's, of cold winter. That's mild. That's uh, that's uh, thirty-two degrees. That's right at the freezing point. Uh, no big deal whatsoever, yeah. right? <laughs> but you know, uh, uh, the eastern part of uh, and south, south and southeast part of America is going to have another big winter blast. So. Be prepared. Probably best not going outside this weekend, okay? But here, let's get into it. We're going to be discussing the second book of Adam and Eve. But first, there's a couple of things that we just have to share. And uh, first of all, is this, uh, this is crazy, absolutely crazy. In uh, Quebec, I'm going to play this audio. In Quebec, the uh, government there is trying to impose a tax on the unvaccinated. Let's listen. Here we go. This is Demission du Directeur de la Santé Publique du Québec. And here's what he has to say. Those who refuse to receive their first dose in the coming weeks will have to pay a new health contribution. What? How do you expect to roll this out? What? Did he say contribution? Contribution? I mean, if you have to pay something, it's not a contribution. It's a tax. Right, Michael? I mean, isn't there a difference between contributing and being forced to pay a tax? It sounds like the same, Mr. Communist. Um, for me, I hear communist when you use the word contribution, and all this sounds right. so good for the greater good. Exactly what they did to the Russian farmers when they took the food away and said, oh, you have to contribute. And yeah, they, right. They have to die by not being able to eat, and they yeah. have to eat their old children. Right, and then the co- contributors died of starvation. Yeah, that's how that works, folks. Yeah, a- amazing. This smooth talk, this smooth talk, this Orwellian smooth talk. Uh, but no, listen to the question. This is a really intelligent question by one of the press corps. Here we go. There's going to be a lot of legal challenges to this, ethical challenges, whether someone can't afford it, they're unvaccinated, that's their choice. How, how are you going to manage this? This is, this is okay. a big deal. What did he say? It's their choice? A member of the press actually said vaccination is a person's choice? No, 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 no. That's not going with the narrative, you know, the Rothschild narrative. And here's, listen to this mamby-pamby answer. Okay. Um, yes, it's a big deal. Uh, if you look at what's happening in other countries or other states, everybody uh, is trying to find a solution, a uh, question of equity. Because right now, these people, um, they put a very important burden on our healthcare uh, network. Okay, so healthy people are putting a burden on the health care. In other words, people who don't need your damn big pharma nonsense and your poisons, these are putting a burden on the health care system? Really? Can you believe this, Michael? 
Yeah, but that's this is this as I said this dialect this dialectical. To, yes. Yeah, to say who are the burden? Yeah, well, the burden are the ones that are fit, the ones that are uh, have testosterone in their body. The men that has testosterone, yeah, they are the burden. Fun, get sick, get sick now. So you start to stop thinking. Yeah. And guys like you and me, that they, they we are the target. We are we are the problem. The healthy people are the problem, folks. That's what he's saying. And I think it's normal that the majority of the population is asking that there be a consequence. Now, and wait a minute. Wait a minute. The majority of the population are asking for this? Really? Did they take a referendum of the people of Quebec and say, Huh, all you vaccinated, do you think the problem is the unvaccinated? How many of these uh, vaccinated people have caught a disease from the unvaccinated? Yeah, exactly. They have probably caused none disease from the unvaccinated because they have injected to themselves. Right. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible, folks. This is the peak of Orwellian double double speak and double think. Let's continue. There's only 30 seconds left. And uh, yes, we will continue to uh, look at uh, spreading the use of the uh, vaccine passport. But I think we have to uh, go uh, further. And uh, I think that right now, um, it's a question also of fairness for uh, the 90% of the population who ma made some sacrifices. Uh, uh, I yeah, well, who made them make those sacrifices, right? It's total dictatorship, folks. I mean, if you can't see that COVID is global dictatorship, you are blind. Think a few more seconds. We owe them uh, this kind of measure. Okay, we owe we owe the people who never told you to do this, <laughs> right? This is blatant dictatorship, folks. There's no other way of putting it. Uh, your comment, Michael? Yes, as you said, and then this for me when I hear it, it's so much as you said, double speak. It is so Orwellian, so much. The communist the rhetorics has come back, and and it feels like yeah, we we know that communist has taken a grip about Canada, unfortunately, America, Sweden, Europe. But it's that's the when you see it, it's right in the, your face when you know what you look. But people yeah. don't know what to look. They don't. They believe the governments have the right to to demand dictates and mandates. But hey, that's a mandate. That is something right. man of stuff, not God. Amen, amen. Uh, now I have this quote from Alexander Solzhenitsyn from his book, The Gulag Archipelago, 1918 to 1956. And this guy was imprisoned, what, for 40 years, nearly 40 years, in a slave labor camp? And this is what he has to say, looking back. And how we burned in the camps later, thinking, quote, what would things have been like if every security operative, when he went out at night to make an arrest, had been uncertain whether he would return alive and had to say goodbye to his family? Or if, during periods of mass arrests, as for example in Leningrad, when they arrested a quarter of the entire city, people had not simply sat there in their lairs, paling with terror at every bang of the downstairs door and at every step on the staircase, but had understood they had nothing left to lose and had boldly set up in the downstairs a hall, an ambush of half a dozen people with axes, hammers, pokers, and whatever else was at hand. 
the organs would very quickly suffer a shortage of officers and transport and not, let's say, ambulances too. What's worse, folks, to be dragged off to a gulag uh, on the basis, on the pretext that you're healthy and, and you need to be uh, incarcerated because you're healthy, okay? If we didn't love freedom enough, Notwithstanding all of uh, Stalin's thirst, the cursed machine would have ground to a halt. We didn't love freedom enough, he says. We didn't love freedom enough. And, and even more, we had no awareness of the real situation. We purely and simply deserved everything that happened afterward. Okay? This is his assessment of what happened in the Soviet Union. I don't want to call it Russia because these were Jews who had taken over Russia and imposed their, you know, communist dictatorship. And that's what COVID is, folks. It's just another word for communism. Yeah, this is Soviet Union version 2.0 or 3. I don't know. But still, this is same, the same game again. And we again, we have to learn from history to be able not to repeat it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, that's why they don't teach, uh, you know, the U.S. Constitution. We used to take an oath uh, to the Constitution. Uh, we used to uh, start uh, the school day with the, uh, you know, Pledge of Allegiance to the flag, right? We had, if you had to be become an American citizen, you had to take a constitutional test, right? You had to learn our laws. No, now today they're importing non-whites, uh, uh, people who have no concept of, uh, well, not democracy, but republicanism, a republican form of government, and they have no concept of that whatsoever. The Democrats are importing them into the big cities so they can outvote the white people, period. That's, that's the strategy. Okay? So who's doing this? Yeah, you know who they are. They are yeah. the same one that instigated the Soviet Union, the, the communist Edomite Jews. Amen. Amen. So we know what's going on, and unlike the people of Russia who didn't know, uh, this had to be extremely new. You know, the, the, I don't think the people of Russia could could possibly have imagined how what a horrible fate it was in store for them. Okay, but we do. We should know better. And the problem is that Judeo Christians, liberals, and even most conservatives have no idea what's getting ready to happen or what what's already happening no idea okay this is so that's why we're here folks we have to educate them and teach them what in the world is going on to prevent it from going any further okay and even the conservatives the republicans are listening to these a kosher conservative talk show hosts, you know, like Ben Shapiro and uh, this guy Levine, right? This is the kind of garbage that the American people are swallowing every day. And they call it news, Michael. They call it news. Yeah, propaganda. Absolute propaganda, right. Okay, so, folks, let's get to it. Let's see what we have. The, uh, you have the second book of Adam and Eve in front of you, I believe, Michael? Oh, yes, I do. And here I have some nicely English words. I hope <laughs> I can fluent in my reading this time. All right. 
Now, for, even before you start, I sent you this article. It, I grabbed it. Oh, the, the video. Uh, and I tried to send you this video from because that was a Facebook video. And immediately after I sent it, it said, your account has been temporarily blocked. I guess it's because I'm sharing information that's too newsworthy, right? <laughs> too newsworthy. Okay, so uh, I'll find out. Uh, yeah, I've been kicked off of Facebook so many times, I, I, you know, I, I get tired of trying to log back on. But here we go. Second book of Adam and Eve, I had already posted the link to this article in the chat room. So please open it up. And by the way, www.scriptural-truth.com. Uh, it's a fantastic website. Uh, if you back out of it to the main page, you get all kinds of apocryphal literature. It's a tremendous resource. So I just clicked on the second book of Adam and Eve. And here we go, chapter one. Over to you, Michael. Yeah, thank you. So this is the second book of Adam and Eve, um, chapter one. The grief-stricken family, um, Cain marries Lulava, and they move away. When Lulava heard Cain's words, she wept and went to call her father and mother and told them how that Cain had killed his brother Abel. Okay, now remember, folks, the Bible clearly said that Adam was placed into the garden. He was already alive and living in the territory around somewhere near the Garden of Eden, which was a in the southeast area of the territory called Eden. So the Garden and the Garden of Eden are two different geographical places. The Eden is a big place. The Garden is a small place. Okay, That's where Yahweh put Adam and Eve. Okay, There are other people in there, as we have been informing you. The two-seed line message teaches that the beast, otherwise known as Che, of the field, were Adam's farm hands. They were Adam's farm hands. They could have been from the creation of the whites in Genesis chapter 1. Remember where it says, male and female, he created them. The white race, the Adamic race, was already created in Genesis chapter 1. And they were propagating because it says, be fruitful and multiply, which way they were doing in Genesis chapter 1. Okay. Chapter 2 introduces the garden and the man, Adam, the individual. That's the difference between Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. So the second book of Adam and Eve is telling us, well, okay, Lulua was there in Eden, okay, and, uh, and uh, other children of Adam and Eve were there in, in Eden, but not necessarily in the garden, but in Eden. Okay, back to you. Yes, so, and then this Lulava, she told her parents, apparently, that Cain had killed his brother Abel. So that right. Was, he, he did tell about it, or she didn't know about it? Yeah, she, she found out about it. Right, yeah. So Lulava and her parents were there. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, of course, it's apocryphal literature. However, it, it verifies the two-seed-line perspective. That yes, there were other people in the garden and in Eden. There absolutely were. Back to you. Yes, so continue then. Number two. Then they all cried aloud and lifted up their voices and slapped their faces and threw dust upon their heads and rent asunder their garments and went out and came to the place where Abel was killed. So Lulua's family was upset about the fact that Abel was killed. 
Very understandable. <laughs> they were probably Adamites. Yeah. Hmm? And number three, then. And they found him lying on the earth, killed, and beast around him, while they wept and cried because of this just one. From his body, by reason of its purity, went forth a small of sweet uh, spices. 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 Yeah, the smell of sweet spices. It would be nice if, if I die, I want to smell sweet <laughs> without being embalmed. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, four. And Adam um, car uh, carried him, his tears streaming down his face, and went to the cave of treasures where he laid him and wound him up with sweet uh, spices and mirach, mirror. Mm -hmm. Number five, and Adam and Eve continued by the burial of him in great grief a hundred and forty days. Abel was fifteen and a half years old, and Cain seventeen years and a half. Number six, as for Cain, when the mourning for his brother was ended, he took his sister Lulava and married her without leave from his father and mother, for they could not keep him um, from her by reason of their heavy heart. Uh, but wait, is, was, uh, was uh, Lulava Cain's sister? No? I'm getting something wrong here. Well, I mean... Uh... Is that what it says? Uh, I had uh, my my mouse w was acting up, so I w wasn't following you. Yeah. So it said that um, I can just read again. Okay. As for Cain, when the well, morning brother was ended. Okay. Well, it's possible. It's possible yeah. because the Bible does say that Adam and Eve had other other children. All right. I believe that's in yeah. uh, chapter five. Okay. So yeah. it, it, so he so he probably married his sister. <laughs> Basically took her, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he said he took his sister Lova and married her. Okay, without leave from his father or mother. Okay, so he basically took her and raped her is what he did. Yeah. For, go ahead. Okay. Good. So now, yeah, so I got that because I was a bit that he, that Cain did take, did perform incest with his sister. Yeah, that's my... what it, that's what it sounds like. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, okay. Uh, and and the, the... right, and the children of incest are usually deformed in many ways. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, now the other yeah. possibility is that the, often the word sister and brother uh, do not mean you know, your very next of kin. It could be you know your your. Uh, Racial kin could also mean that, but I think in this case it probably means literal sister, yeah. Yeah, because in the previous one they said that uh, that Lulava's uh, parents were in grief also and, and cried and wept. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but apparently those were not uh, Adam and Eve. I think uh, they were other people, another pair. Okay. 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 Number seven. He then went down to the bottom of the mountain away from the garden, near to the place where he had killed his brother. And in that place were many fruit trees and forest trees. His sister bare him children, 
who in their turn began to multiply by degree until they filled that place. Okay, so we know from the biblical narrative, I should probably even open it up uh, for comparison, but it tells us that when Cain was kicked out of the garden, he went to the land of Nod, which simply means wandering, and he built a city. All right? You don't build a city for just two people. <laughs> right? You build, you build a hut for two people. So there are already people out there. Okay, they were already out there. Back to you. Yeah, and those people were the, as I said in in the Sargon the Magnificent, I think um, there is said that referred to that they are the black black headed people are the one that 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 Sargon is ruling over. All right, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that book, the Sargon the Magnificent, because it does talk about Cain's activities uh, in greater detail in Sumeria. Yeah, okay, maybe we'll have we can do that next week. Okay, back to you. Yeah, and he also, I guess, yeah. Let's continue then. Number nine. But as for Adam and Eve, they came not together after Abel's funeral for seven years. After this, however, Eve conceived, and while she was with child, Adam said to her, quote, Come, let us take an offering and offer it up unto God, and ask him to give us a fair child in whom we may find comfort and whom we may join in marriage to Abel's sister. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and fair means white, fair-skinned. That's what the word fair means. Yeah, and that was what they wanted. That was something that they lo looked for, to have, yeah. have a fair children. Then today, what do people do? Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, again, in Genesis 4.1, which is you know, Eve's surprise at what came out of her womb. So let me quote, And Adam knew his Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, now this is Eve speaking, this is not Yahweh speaking, as many people in, ident falsely, in identity falsely argue, I, Eve, have gotten an ish, not an Adam, an ish, from Yahweh. Now she's, She's hoping that, that Cain was from Yahweh. Why? Because she, she thought that uh, her uh, seducer, the uh, Gadrel, according to the book of Enoch, was like a heavenly being sent by Yahweh. She's hoping against hope that this is what happened. Of course, this is not what happened. He was not sent by Yahweh. He was sent by Lucifer, the fallen one, or Azazel, as he's named in the book of Enoch. Okay? So she didn't say, I got an Adamic son. I have an ish, which simply means a male of any species. That's what that verse means, okay? And uh, so uh, this is what's going on here. So the second book of Adam and Eve is really explaining the situation here. Back to you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, number 10, then they prepared an off offering and brought it up to the altar and offering it before the Lord, and began to entreat him to accept their offerings and give them a good offspring. All right. Yeah. It's all about offspring. <laughs> good offspring. Yeah. 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 Good offspring. Yeah, uh -uh. you can get offspring. I mean, look to people today. They are good to get children, but are they good then to raise them to being godly people? Yeah. 
very difficult in these days. Yeah. And in those yeah. days too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Number 11. And God heard Adam and accepted his offering. Then they worshipped Adam, Eve, and their daughter, and came down to the cave of treasures, and placed a lamp in it to burn by night and by day before the body of Abel. Number 12. Then Adam and Eve continued fasting and praying until Eve's time came, that she should be delivered. When she said to Adam, quote, I wish to go to the cave in the rock to bring forth in it, end quote. Um, number 13. And he said, quote, Go and take with thee thy daughter uh, to wait on thee, but I will remain in this cave of treasures before the body of my son Abel. And okay. All right, so we're being told that they had a daughter, okay, which uh, the Bible says they, they bear other sons and daughters besides the ones named, namely uh, Abel, Cain, and Seth. All right, they had other sons and daughters besides these. Back to you. Yeah, but the, the lineage goes through, uh, through and Seth. That is oh, where the lineage goes. Right. Absolutely. Um, number 14. Then Eve hearkened to Adam and went, she and her daughter. But Adam remained by himself in the cave of treasures. Okay, and this is number chapter 2. A third son is born to Adam and Eve. And Eve brought forth a son, perfectly beautiful in figure and in countenance. His beauty was like that of his father. Adam, yet more beautiful. Amen. <laughs> and his figure and countenance is a white man, probably a blonde, blue-eyed. Right, exactly. Here, okay, the relevant Bible verses out of Genesis chapter 4, verse 25, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. Seth means replacement. For God said she had appointed me another seed, or a replacement, Instead of Abel, and, Z, and it's got to be Zerah in the Hebrew here. Yes, Zerah, meaning offspring, posterity, okay? When, when applied to people. And when applied to the vegetable kingdom, it means seeds, you know, like seeds you plant in the garden, okay? But Zerah means offspring slash posterity. That's what it means. Your direct descendants is what it means. Back to you. Oh, sorry, sorry, let me, let me finish. Another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of Yahweh. Okay? So, uh, when e after Enos was born, that's when the uh, Sethites began to call upon the name of Yahweh. So the name of Yahweh was known to them already at this time. But when the Israelites were captive in Egypt 400 years, they forgot his name. And so when Moses came out of Egypt and to his brother, uh, sorry, father-in-law Jethro, who was a Midianite, Jethro had to reteach the Israelites the name of Yahweh. Back to you. Yeah, and there is the line also that Cain, Cain's lineage also uses the name are very similar to the line of Adam and Eve. Yes. Okay, let me jump in. Yeah, uh, Genesis 5.1. And this is the book of the generations, the descendants 
posterity of Adam. That's what this Bible is all about. It's not the book of all races. It's only the book of the Adamic race and the people that uh, figure into our history. And at this point, the history hasn't happened yet, but we know what it is in identity. In that day that God, that as Elohim created man, that's Adam, not Ish, in the likeness of God made he him. So only Adam was made in the likeness of God. That's what we're being told there. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the that is to show blood in the face in the day when they were created. Genesis chapter 1. Not Genesis chapter 2. Bara means created. Yatsar means formed. The people in Genesis chapter 2 were not bara. They were formed. Verse 3, And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. Okay? And then verse 4, this is the one where it says more sons and daughters. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years and he begat sons and daughters. Okay? Who are unnamed. So from the second book of Adam and Eve, we're told, well, there were already other people there, okay, which we know from reading you know, the text very closely in uh, Genesis 1 through 4. Back to you. Yes, thank you. Uh, okay, number two. Then Eve was comforted when she saw him and remained eight days in the cave. Then she sent her daughter unto Adam to tell him to come and see the child and name him. But the daughter stayed in his place by the body of her brother until Adam returned. So, she, so did she. But when Adam came and saw the child's good look, his beauty and his perfect figure, he rejoiced over him and was comforted for Abel. Then he named the child Seth. That means, quote, that God has heard my prayer and has delivered me out of my affliction. But it means also, quote, power and strength, end quote. Then, after Adam had named the child, he returned to the cave of treasures, and his daughter went back to her mother. But Eve continued in her cave until 40, 40 days were fulfilled, when she came to Adam and brought with her, the child and her daughter. <coughs> kind of interesting here to see how Adam and Eve have there when when Eve has gave for gave birth to Seth. How they are they are not on each other all the time like today. They are separated. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, you know. So here, yeah, and uh, we have to ask the question: Well, where was Adam when Eve was seduced? You know, was he at the local bar <laughs> having a drink, or was he uh, exploring? Hard to say, right? But uh, he, he should—he shouldn't have left her alone for that period of time uh, to give Eve the opportunity to be seduced, right? And uh, th- that's what white, the white race is doing today. They're leaving women uh, in in harm's way, ready to be seduced by non-whites, and we have to put a stop to this. Back to you. Yeah, our our beautiful race will die out. 
Amen. That's awesome. Yep. And isn't that also what the usual suspects want to do and what they love so much to see? Right. They love to ravish our women. They really love to do that. Not because they love our women, but because they want it to, to destroy our race. Yes. Uh, okay, number six. And they came to a river of water where Adam and his daughter washed themselves uh, because of their sorrows for Abel. But Eve and the babe washed for purification. Number seven. Then they returned and took an offering and went to the mountain and offered up for the babe. And God accepted their offerings and sent his blessing upon them and upon their son Seth. And they came back to the cave of treasures. As for Adam, he knew not again his wife Eve all the days of his life. Neither was any more offerings born of them, but only those five, Cain, Lulava, Abel, uh, Aklia, and Seth alone. But Seth waxed in sta um, stature and in strength, and began to fast and pray uh, fervently. Okay, well this contradicts the scriptures where it says that they had more sons and daughters. Uh, I believe that was uh, chapter 5, verse 4. So you can see the pseudepigrapha and many of the apocrypha, there are times when they don't agree with the scriptures, but most of the time they do. Yeah, so here they said that Seth was the last, their lost children. Yeah, now maybe they're just counting the, the line of descent, the important line of descent. So this is not necessarily a complete contradiction depending on the author's intent. Okay, chapter three, please. Uh, yes. Satan appears as beautiful as a beautiful woman tempting Adam, telling him he is, is still a youth. Uh, quote, spend thy youth in mirth and pleasure, end quote. Uh, the different forms which Satan takes. Okay, so this is probably where the Lilith uh, legend comes from, you know, which is taught by the rabbis of Judaism, and also maybe from Luluwa, uh, the, the woman uh, who, uh, but uh, Lulawa did not seduce Adam. This, this it says here that Satan appeared in the form of a beautiful woman, tempting Adam. Okay, uh, so the the non seed line identians argue. Well, we and two seed lines can't be uh, can't be accurate because there are only three people on the earth at this time: Adam and Eve and who? Yeah, well, Cain and Abel. The, the, those four. There were only those four people. So, uh, so Adam must have had uh, anal intercourse with uh, another man, <laughs> right? So, but who's that man? If that's the case, who is it? Yeah, well, they just create more problems for themselves without reading the, car the text carefully. Okay. So it says here. Uh, so maybe it's uh, it's a statement. Well, there, uh, Satan. Uh, probably hybridized with other creatures as well other other non-atomites okay maybe this is what really happened but this is the way it's being told back to you yes so thank you then adam arose and went up above the cave of treasures and continued to sleep there night by night but as soon as it was light every day he came down to the cave to pray there and to receive a blessings from it. 
But when it was evening, he went up on the roof of the cave, where he slept by himself, fearing lest Satan should overcome him. And he continued thus apart 39 days. Yeah, I guess he's doing this 40 days of uh, fasting and praying, because that was something that Adam right. and Eve was the first book of Adam and Eve. Yeah, I guess that, he was yeah. he was having nightmares sleeping in the cave. Yeah. And then, of course, Satan at that time as well tried to entice them and lure them out. Right. Um, then Satan, the hater of all good, when he saw Adam thus alone, fasting and praying, appeared unto him in the form of a beautiful woman, who came and stood before him in the night of the fourth day, and said unto him, O Adam, now quote, O Adam, for the time ye have dwelt in this cave, we have experienced great peace from you, and your prayer have reached us, and we have been comforted about you. But now, O Adam, that thou hast gone up over the roof of the cave to sleep, we have had doubt about thee, and a great sorrow has come upon us because of thy um, separation from Eve. Then again, when thou art on the roof of this cave, thy prayer is poured out, and thy heart wanders from side to side. But when thou wast in the cave, thy prayer was like fire gathered together. It came down to us, and thou didst find rest. It came down to us, not up to us, right? That's funny. Yeah, probably they come from, from down below. Yeah, there you go. Then I also grieved over thy children, who are severed from thee. Severed, and my severed. You know, cut severed. off from thee. Yeah. Severed from thee. My sorrow is great about the murder of thy son Abel, for he was righteous. And over a righteous man, everyone will grieve. But I rejoice over the birth of thy son Seth. Yet, after a little while, I sorrowed greatly over Eve, because she is my sister. Uh -huh. For when God sent a deep sleep over thee and drew her out of thy side, he brought me out also with her. But he raised her by placing her with thee while he loved, loved, okay. loved me. Over uh, yeah, so this is a smooth-talking seductress, right? First claiming uh, 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 con, uh, what is, con uh, being of the same race, right? Claiming that she was brought out of his side just like Eve was, right? Of course, none of this. Is, I can see here. This is where the rabbis get their legends from. No doubt about it. Back to you. Yeah, I rejoiced over my sister for her being with thee, but God had made me a promise before and said, "Grieve not when Adam has gone up on the roof of the cave of treasures." and uh, is separated from Eve, his wife, I will send thee to him. Thou shalt join thyself to him in marriage and bear him five children, as Eve did bear him five. And now, though, 
God's promise to me is fulfilled, for it, it is he who has sent me to thee for the wedding, because if thou wed me, I shall bear thee finer and better children than those of Eve. Then again, thou art as yet but a youth, and not thy youth in this world in sorrow, but spend the days of thy youth in mirth and pleasure, for thy days are few, and thy trial is great. Be strong, and thy days in this world in rejoicing. I shall take pleasure in thee, and thou shalt rejoice with me in this wise and without fear. Up then, and fulfill the command of thy God. End quote. She then drew near to Adam and embraced him. Okay, so th this was the first Jewess, <laughs> right? Seducing, yeah, well, confirming what uh, the Bible says, that Adam also partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, but when Adam saw that he should be overcome by her, he prayed to God with a fervent heart to deliver him from her. Aha! Uh -huh. He's trying to fend off her seduction. Yeah. Um, then God sent his word unto Adam, saying, quote, O Adam, that figure is the one that promised thee the Godhead and majesty. He is the uh, favorable disposed toward yeah, he, thee. He is not favorably disposed toward yeah, not. He's not yeah. favorably disposed to you. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But shows himself uh, to thee at one time in the form of a woman, another moment in the likeness of an angel, on another occasion in the um, uh, similitude of a serpent, and at another time in the uh, semblance of a god. But he does all that only to destroy thy soul. Now, therefore, O Adam, understanding thy heart, I have delivered thee many times from his hands in order to show thee that I am a merciful God and that I wish thy good and that I do not wish thy ruin. Yeah. So don't mess with these de demonic, uh, what do they call them? Uh, in, uh, in, there's, there's demons that appear, uh, male demons that appear uh, to dreams and nightmares of women and female demons that appear to men in their nightmares, right? Succubus and incubus. Succubus and incubus. That's what's going on here. Okay, back to you. So it's um, you would is it a dream that he has in a dream or something? Yeah, right. But you know, even even if it's just a dream, it, it puts the thought into your mind. Well, I can have sex with with women other than Eve. Okay. That, that the thought is being put into his mind. Yeah. Okay. Now let's see, though. Now Adam sees the devil in his true color. Good. <laughs> then God ordered Satan to show himself to Adam plainly in his own hideous form. Hideous form. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I want to see how he looks. When they say hideous form, how does he look, this, this, yeah. this, this child of the Jews? Yeah, like a, like a Jew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he was our Jew, maybe. Yeah, yeah. He was the first one. 
Uh, uh, hook no, hook no, yeah, uh, like a troll. Looked like a troll. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's probably why why Adam was scared by him when he saw him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but when Adam saw him, he feared and um, trembled at the sight of him. It must be very terrible when he sees it. Hideous, and he trembled too when he sees him. <laughs> yeah. Because I guess Adam was a very uh, tall in stature, was a very t- big man, I guess. he Not guess, but that's what I get the impression of. Okay, yeah. Again, the, the word stature can be both physical stature and could be reputation, you know, uh, even in scripture. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And God said to Adam, look at this devil and at his hideous look and know that he... It is who made uh, thee fall from righteousness into darkness, from peace and rest to toil and misery. Mm-hmm. And look, O Adam, at him who said of himself that he is God. Can God be, uh, be black? Would God take the form of a woman? Is there anyone stronger than God? And can he be overpowered? Mm-hmm. So here's a quote. See, then, O Adam, and behold him uh, bound in thy presence, in the air, unable to flee away. Therefore, I say unto thee, be not afraid of him. Henceforth, take care and beware of him in whatever he may do to thee. End quote. Then God drove Satan away from before Adam, whom he strengthened, and whose heart he comforted, saying to him, quote, Go down to the cave of treasures, and separate not thyself from Eve. I will quell in you all animal lust. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, I'll try. <laughs> right? Maybe it succeeded for the rest of their lives. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did a good, uh, but apparently, earthy stuff came in the way. I like this question here. Can God be black? <laughs> No. I don't think so, folks. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. No, can't. Okay, number seven. Uh, from that hour, it left Adam and Eve, and they enjoyed rest uh, by the uh, commandment of God. But God did not like uh, to any one of Adam's seed, but only to Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then Adam worshipped before the Lord for having delivered him and for having laid his passions and he came down from above the cave and dwelt with Eve as um, aforetime this end of the 40 day of his separation with Eve yeah okay. again this 40 days was the same I read in the first book this when Adam and Eve was praying and then right. Satan came with this but uh, question if you hideous what is a good um, what is a synonym for hideous oh looking like a devil looking evil you know, looking uh, terrible. You know, okay. yeah, it makes you nauseous to just to look at it, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Huh? A hideous okay. creature. Something. <laughs> so it looks so bad you can't even look at it. It looks so bad, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we know. We know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently it was a bad translation above, you know, saying that Adam and Eve never had any children again. I think it was talking about this period here, 
Okay, because you, you can't rely on these translations. We don't have the uh, concordances to go by to see what, what the word actually is. And, uh, you know, who, who made this translation? I think this is translation by Charles, who has translated a lot of uh, apocryphal literature. He usually does a really good job. But, uh, you know, but he was also a Judeo-Christian, not realizing, not accepting racial dif- di- distinctions, right? But most of the time, he did a pretty good job. Back to you. And they say Charles, what was his uh, surname? Charles. Charles, yeah. Uh, I forget his first name. Uh, he, okay. He's translated a lot. He'll, I think he translated the Book of Enoch and the uh, Testament of the Twelve Patriarchs. You know, he, he's a really a good translator, but not aware of the two seed line argument. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah. I recognize that name when you say short, but then I I don't remember the next part. I think okay. R R H Charles. I can't remember what, what his first name is though. R H Charles, yeah, I uh, believe. R H Charles. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, chapter five. The devil paints a brilliant picture for theft to feast his thought upon. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Here's here's our what do you call it? Uh, our, our book of pleasures, right? <laughs> Forbidden pleasures. Look look upon them, please. Right. You know, actually, this this kind of reminds me. Sorry to interrupt. Of the Amish, you know, they bring their children up in you know very uh, strict uh, upbringings. Okay, but they also have this tradition. I don't know if every Amish group has it where they say, okay, now for a year, if they reach a certain age, you can go out into the world and see what the world is like. And then you can decide whether you want to come back to us or live out in the real world. Okay? It seems to me that the Amish are re, uh, reliving this episode here where, you know, okay, so you want to taste what life is like out in the real world? Yeah, well, there's a lot of pleasures, but there's drugs, there's crime, there's all kinds of evil, right? You're going to get sick and nauseous from the food they (laughs) prepare. They're going to stick you with a needle, okay? So you can come back home if you want to, or you can stay there and, you know, live out your life as a, what do you call it, what, a normal person, (laughs) right? A non-Amish person, and uh, I can't believe they do that, but they do. All right, back to you. Uh, do you have any percentage? I mean, how many really that leaves this Amish community to come back? I think most of them come back. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think their their first drunken ham- hangover is <laughs> right. reason enough to go back. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll be bored the rest of my. But I, I don't. I don't know. It's a good question. What is the percentage that actually come back? I can guess it's pretty high because I'm thinking about what is said in was it is it in Proverbs that tells you if you if you yeah if you are upbringing your children good they will come back to you their righteousness will come I don't remember I paraphrase right. now but this yeah. is something said something like that right a good food a nice uh, warm bed right uh, friends and relatives who are good and nice to you as opposed to strangers who stab you in the back right although i'm sure that happens in the amish community too right stabbing in the back but not as frequently as in the outside world okay and plus the amish are going to survive this folks right they're not not being affected by uh these lockdowns and these jabs etc although there have been attempts to force the amish to take the jab too i don't know how that's working out i should look that up that's probably a a good story all right back to you 
Yeah, because I also read that they have refused every vaccinations, mm-hmm. and they have no cancer and no, and the sickness is very low there, and they are right. exposing their children to all kind of yeah dirt, and they are out and and, and in those what do you say child children sickness, and they have a perfect immune system. That's right. That's absolutely right. They are very healthy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And but me, when I read about them, they they live pretty much. Yeah, they also have their mis- myths, I guess, but they. They live very biblical to being farmers and and how they live. Right. Not like Jews. <laughs> yeah. I, they seem to to have got a lot of it. But I guess aren't they? It, it, are they? Is there some Freemasonry in there, or how is it with that? That uh, maybe not. I maybe got that around my. Maybe we're wrong, but um, is there any Freemasons also that come into the Amish? No. 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 But you know they have their you know their uh, clubs right and uh, just like every society does they have their clubs you know and they're in people and out people right that goes on everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, but that that when I see them they look to be very traditional and very and having yeah. a very yeah good a good upbringing. Okay. All right. Spoiler alert says. Most of them do not wander far from their families' homes during this time. And uh, I guess they call it Rumspringer. Rumspringer. Uh, uh, harum means to go about. Harum. So it's a contraction of Harum. Uh, springer is spring about. The word literally means to spring about and for a time. And uh, Brother Aber guessed maybe 8 out of 10 come back. And the percentage here is 85 to 90, 90% ultimately choose to come back. Okay. Yeah, I can understand that because they probably see all the, as you said, their upbringing was so fantastic in the farms and in these communities, and then they see this, this, yeah, this uh, satanic world when we stink like hell. Right, right. Oh, and Brother Aver gives a great definition of hideous. The U.S. health minister is hideous. That's that transvestite, that Jewish transvestite. Ugh. Oh, hideous. Absolutely hideous. All right, back to you. Yeah, that's hideous. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Chapter 5. Then. The devil paints this a brilliant picture for Seth to feast his uh, thoughts upon. As for Seth, uh, Seth, when he was seven years old, he knew God... Good, good and evil. Good and evil, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And, and was consistent in fasting and praying, and spent all his nights in entertaining God uh, for mercy and forgiveness. He also fasted uh, when bringing up his offerings every day, more than, uh, than his father did, for he was... Of a fair countenance. Okay, remember the like, the word fair means white. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that also like unto that. the like unto the angel of God, right? So the Elohim yeah. that uh, were the uh, blueprint of the Adamic species were white. Okay, they were the blueprint for our physical bodies, and and, and everybody in the uh, you know the UFO community. The the, the 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 stories are replete 
with white uh, with white or Nordic appearing uh, UFO uh, inhabitants, right? The people that uh, operate these UFOs. Now, whether they're good or evil is another question, right? But they have a Nordic appearance. You know, they're not just these greys. I think the greys are actually like hybrid creatures. You know, maybe even made by some of them. But uh, yeah, the the idea and the vril of uh, the the uh, the Nazis, the vril, and there's another spirit. They're, they're Nordic gods and goddesses that they claim inhabit the UFOs. Okay, back to you. Yeah, and what I see here, it said that this those um, fasting and those bringing forth of offerings was a. There were a, like a connection between that and that he was of a fair countenance. Mm-hmm. Right. Or he was of a fair countenance. Yes. So that that is kind of the if you are fair countenance, then you will bring forth good fruit. Right. Right. Well, I'm not necessarily well good fruit in the sense of uh, more Adamics. You know, uh, their behavior is another matter. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Maybe I look too much mathematical on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He also had a good heart, preserved the finest qualities of his soul, and for this reason he brought up his offerings every day. He's making me feel ashamed of myself. I'm not doing that every day, <laughs> right? I should be doing more of that, more fasting too. It's good for your health. Yes, it is indeed. You can add intimating fasting. That is a good start. That's right. And God was pleased with his offerings, but he was also pleased with his purity. And he continued thus in doing the will of God and of his father and mother until he was seven years old. After that, as he was um, corning down from the altar, Having oh, ended yeah. his offering. Oh, that's a typo. It should be coming. Yeah, okay, coming. It, it, it does say corning. You read it correctly, but it should be coming. Yeah, back to you. Yeah, okay. It was coming down from the altar. Um, having ended his offerings, Satan appeared unto him in the form of a beautiful angel, brilliant with light, with a staff of light in his hand, himself girt about with a girdle of light. Did, what oh, didn't yeah. Paul say? Satan himself shall appear as an angel of light. Exactly as here. Mm-hmm. Um, he greeted Seth with a beautiful smile and began to uh, beguile him with fair words, saying to him, quote, O Seth, why abidest thou in this mountain? For it is rough, full of stones and of sands, and of trees with no good fruits on them, a wilderness without habitation and without towns, no good place to dwell in, but all is heart, heat, heat, uh, heat where is in trouble. Okay, so he's saying that, that the mountain was warm, it wasn't cold, all right, it was still warm, but uh, it, it wasn't like uh, you know uh, that Jewish song. Uh, how are you going to keep them down on the farm after they've seen Perry, right? Come down to the big city and live with us. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I'm seeing here. It, yeah. As you said, he tried to ensnare him. Oh, it's not, it's not comfortable. Come down from there. Yeah, get have fun. Drink booze. Yeah. Take drugs. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I'm seeing there too. This mm-hmm. time of kind stuff to do to our people that learn them away from the farms. Right, yeah. Yeah, actually, the real reason he was luring uh, Seth down was because they needed a farmer. Because <laughs> the ground was still cursed for them. So we can imagine that uh, despite everything and living in a fertile valley, which uh, here's the distinction, and this is one of the points I wanted to get at because the series that we've been doing on uh, the uh, Brahmins, uh, namely that the Brahmins were the children of Abraham and Keturah, they, they went up into the mountains and they survived the flood. Okay, they survived the flood. So they were already living in Kashmir and Iran and Western India, you know, when all of these things were happening. And, uh, but uh, I believe that this area uh, is more like uh, Armenia today. I think this is the area we're talking about because uh, I just did a show, I think, Friday night where the authors present evidence that the garden and the and Eden in general were located in a, an area of Armenia from which they document four rivers flowed but and actually five five rivers flowed but the one the fifth river flowed straight east and d- dumped into the sea uh, the Caspian Sea okay and uh, so but two of the rivers are now dried up wadis that don't flow, and we have no idea when they dried up, but the evidence that there were rivers, the, the Pishon and Guyon rivers, did flow from that area, but now are dried up uh, wadis, and they're buried under sand, but uh, uh, satellite imagery ha- has revealed, yes, there were rivers here at one time. Back to you. Yeah, so that's probably where we have the um, Garden of Eden. That's correct, yes. Yeah, just south yeah. of the Black Sea, uh, when the Black Sea was actually a lake, a freshwater lake, and uh, before uh, and after Noah's flood, it got filled up with, with seawater, okay, and the seawater dumped into the Casp- uh, Black Sea, and uh, it's a it's a very strange place right now, uh, but it's kind of half salt water and half uh, half freshwater, which is a very unusual circumstance for any kind of body of water, okay. But uh, uh, all of the topology, geology that they talked about really fits that area well. Okay, back to you. Yeah, and that's something that's also true for the Baltic, Östersjön. It's called the water is, what do you say, brekt. Okay. It's, um, it's both uh, sweet and salt. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. the word brekt. We have this word here in Sweden called brekt. Yeah, well, that's in English, brackish. Brackish water is very salty water. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah, and, and, and so um, but th- this Black Sea has uh, a very uh, strange history. It's the most unusual body of water on the planet, and so uh, because it's this transition from a, a freshwater lake. Uh, by the way, the Danube River dumps into it. And apparently, has dumped into it, you know, since the retreat of the glaciers. Okay, and uh, and then after Noah's flood, either by earthquake or what, whatever, and because of the rains, which were ubiquitous across the planet. But the flood of uh, Noah was more localized. Uh, with all that rain, the the oceans raised and uh, water dumped into the Mediterranean Sea and eventually poured through the Bosporus into what was once the Black Lake. It probably was a blue lake at that time. And uh, became this larger body of water now called the Black Sea. All right. They give really good geological. You know, so if you, anybody wants to listen to that, that's the Yahweh's Covenant People show 
I did Friday. It's, it's posted up on Eurofork at this point. Okay, back to you, please. Oh, thank you. That sounds interesting. Yeah. This, yeah. this with the Black Sea. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and he said, okay, let's continue then. Number six. He said further, quote, but we dwell in beautiful places in another world than this earth. Our world is one of light and our conditions is the best. Our women are handsomer than any other. And I wish thee, O Seth, to wed uh, one of them, because I see that thou art fair to look upon. And in this land, there is not one woman good enough for thee. Oh, he made an honest statement there. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So he's the fairest in all the land, Satan is telling. This sounds like the origin of the uh, witch. You know, what was that uh, fairy tale? Where the wicked witch, so she looks in the mirror and says, Gee, who was fairer than me? Yeah, it was Snow White. <laughs> right? Back to you. That's yeah, kinda, I see something. I yeah. see something also kind of um, this race mixing agenda here that they try to oh. entice way from it to the cities. Amen, amen. Remember, by the time of Noah's flood, the entire area was uh, full of wickedness, race mixing, and you know all kinds of evil. By the time of Noah's flood, we can see the beginning of the degeneration, with Seth being tempted here by Satan, or you know, or an agent of Satan. Mm. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, besides, all those who live in this world are only five souls. Um, but in our world, there are very many men and many maidens, all okay. more beautiful one than another. I wish, therefore, to remove the ends that thou mayest see my relations and be wedded with whichever thou likest. Thou shalt then abide by me and be at peace. Thou shalt be filled with splendor and light as we are. Thou shalt remain in our world and rest from this world and the misery of it. Thou shalt never again felt faint and weary. Thou shalt never bring up any offerings, nor sue for mercy. For thou shalt commit no more sin, nor be swayed by passions. Okay. And Just indulge. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right? Yeah, but this is, I more smell this, as I said. That this, he tried to get him away to the other women's, the dark-haired women's, instead yeah, of yeah, his Yeah, own. yeah. Yeah, here, here, snort some uh, crack cocaine, why don't you? <laughs> right? This, this is the beginning, folks. This is the beginning yeah. of the downfall, right? Yeah, take some cola. Take yeah, some cola. <laughs> right, cola, Coca-Cola, right? Rot your guts. Yeah. Phosphoric acid. Yeah. Uh, and if thou wilt hearken to what I say, thou shalt uh, wed one of my daughters. For with us, it is no sin so to do. There you go. Okay, yeah. yeah. He, he, he wasn't lying here, was he? Right? No, there is no yeah. sin for them, of course, but for yeah. us it is. Man, that's right. Neither is it reckon animal lust. No? <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Um, 
For in our world, we have no God. Oh, there you go. But we are all gods. Yeah. We are gods. Yeah, like a Jew. We are all gods unto ourselves. Yeah, exactly what they say. And also that, uh, uh, yeah, uh, we all are of the light, heavenly, powerful, strong, and glorious. Yeah, really. It is. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Good, you're seeing through their lies. (laughs) Glorious is really hideous, right? Yeah. But after a while, this this is the strange thing about people who get involved in Satanism. They... They, they, uh, the ugliness becomes pleasing to them, right? They, they see, you know, it's like the horror movies, right? The, the ugliest uh, uh, monster you can think of becomes beautiful in their eyes, right? Because, you know, they've been seduced by it. Yeah, must be. Yeah. They are, they are like your transvestite, whatever. Oh, yeah, one. right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's beautiful to a Jew. <laughs> No, it looks like a yeah, witch. Yeah. yeah, because they they love ugliness. They really do. They love ugliness. Yeah, a swamp creature, I would say. Yeah, about. there you go. <laughs> okay, let's continue now. Num- chapter number six. Seth, conscience helps him. He returns to Adam and Eve. When Seth heard these words, he was amazed and inclined his heart to... S- to Satan's um, treacherous speech, and said to him, quote, uh, Saidst thou, there is an outer world created, uh, created than this, and other creatures more beautiful than the creatures that are in this world, end quote. And Satan said, quote, Yes, behold, thou hast heard me, but I will yet praise them and their ways in thy hearing, end quote. But Seth, Seth said to him, quote, Thy speech has amazed me, and thy beautiful um, description of it all. I guess, he, did, I guess he didn't know uh, about lies yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and trickery. He didn't know about that yet. Probably Adam right. and Eve were ashamed to admit that. <laughs> All right. Oh, they tricked us. Yeah. And talk about white people. Get them to say, I was tricked. Yeah. Will they ever say that? That goes still in our race today. Take and get a white man or woman to admit, I was tricked. I was lured. Yeah. I was tricked. Yeah, no, no. No, I'm too smart for that. Mm, yeah. Don't tell I me I was many. deceived. Uh, that I've been wrong for 90 years out of my 91 years. <laughs> well, you have to get a- awakened sometime. Yeah, but that's what I hear in many people also. This They can never admit they were wrong. Right. And maybe this seems here in Adam and Eve too. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Number four. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yet, I cannot go with thee today, not until I have gone to my father Adam and to my mother Eve and told them all thou hast said to me. Then if they give me leave to go with thee, I will come." End quote. Again Seth said, quote, I'm afraid of doing anything without my father's and mother's leave. 
least I perish like my brother Cain and like my father Adam, mm. who transgressed the command, commandment of God. But behold, thou knowest his place. Come and meet me here tomorrow. End quote. When Satan heard this, he said to Seth, quote, If thou tellest thy father Adam what I have told thee, he will not let thee come with me. Yeah, why? Why do you think mm -hmm. he won't come? Yeah, right. <laughs> but hearken to me. Do not tell thy father and mother what I have said to thee, but come with me uh, today to our world where thou shalt see beautiful things and enjoy thyself there and reveal this day among my children, beholding them and uh, taking thy fill of mirth and rejoice evermore. Then I shall bring thee back to this place tomorrow. But if thou wouldest rather abide with me, so be it. And so, so do you see the story of Pinocchio in this narrative? Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So I, I wonder if Seth saw the, 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 uh, Satan's nose growing longer while he's talking. <laughs> Being more hideous. Yeah, right. Even more hideous. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's he try to entice him again. Say, oh, but come on, that's one day, and then he wants to yeah trick him. Then he stays. He's like getting bite, bitten by it. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Getting bit. Yep. The viper's okay. bite. That's the jab. That's the mark mm -hmm. of the beast. Yep. Yeah. Tur yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, turning us into walking routers. <laughs> Right, right. Oh man, they're trying everything they possibly can. Uh, even uh, I quickly mention Apple's come out with a uh, an app. I think it's called Airtime. It's five G, and if you get have a five G phone, it's constantly monitoring your position, and it's, it's constantly watching you. I mean, the surveillance state is here, folks. Don't buy into the surveillance state. It's it's just like Satan trying to lure Seth <laughs> into this world, into his world, right? Yeah, Freebird says, what gets me is supposed Christians are trusting man's sorcery, pharmacia over their God-given immune system. Amen. Yeah, right? And, yeah. And that they have given it up so easily. Yes. Amen. Right. Okay. So, uh, so Satan was trying to mark Seth right here. Back to you. Yeah, so number eight then. Then Seth, uh, Seth answered, quote, The spirit of my father and of my mother hangs on me, and if I hide from them one day, they will die, mm. and God will hold me guilty of sinning against them. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a good way for maybe children to see it regarding to their right. parents. Yeah, he loves his parents, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, so actually what's happening here is Satan wants to take Seth and put him into public school. Oh, my goodness. Right? That's what's <laughs> happening <destroyed>. here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. If you want your children destroyed, send them to you know government school. And even Judeo-Christian school is just as bad. Some cases even worse than public school. Oh, yeah. 
mm-hmm. and here in Sweden there are no alternatives. You have really? to be in. You have this called school plikt. So if right. you're not in school, uh-uh, then the police will come. Yeah, and in Germany they will arrest parents who try to homeschool their children. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. It is same, almost same here. You, they take away your children here. So, come on, how can you have children in this this yeah. wicked or evil place? Well, Michael, who do your children belong to? You or the state? Well, to the the <laughs> children for me is a gift from Yahweh to me to take Amen. care of, to bring up all the children. Amen. But the government uh, doesn't see it that way, <laughs> right? No, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. These Judeo Christians can. You know, accept this, that the government claims that they own your children and they can tell you how to raise your children. Really? Do you accept this, Judeo-Christian? You really do? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They just uh, go along to get along. Right. How are they getting along, Michael? <laughs> Not too well. Not too well anymore soon. Mm-hmm. Okay, number nine then. And except that they know I, I am come to this place to bring up to, uh, to it my offerings, they will not be separated from me one hour. Neither shall I go to any other place unless they let me. But yeah. they treat me most kindly because mm-hmm. I come back to them quickly. End quote. Then Satan said to him, Quote, what will happen to thee if thou hide thyself from them one night and return to them at break of a day? End yeah. quote. Oh, just one yeah. night? Just, just take one hit of LSD, <laughs> right? Or one hit of cocaine or, or one injection of heroin. You know, what, could, what harm could that do? Uh, Eli, can you see the Jew that, that are wanting to sell something to you now? Yeah, there you go. Come on, get well, it. No, I don't want to. No, no, the way it works, they always give you your first hit for free. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, after you're hooked, then you got to start paying. Yeah. Yeah, but this wasn't your, didn't you tell that, was it your mother or grandmother that was thought this very you savvy and did this yeah, kind mother. of stuff? They yeah, oh, yeah. Right, yeah. She, she would out, uh, she would drive their price down. She yeah. she knew she knew at the right time of day to go when uh, business was slow, and then uh, she would uh, drive their price down, and if they didn't accept the price, she would turn around and start walking out and say, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! <laughs> Come on, we'll sell it to you for your price." Yeah, that's that's how you deal with Jews, right? You take advantage of their greed, right, and their fear of losing a profit. Yeah, isn't it what we see here with what Satan is doing? Yeah. He changes all the time. Eh, please, just a little, just a it's, little. It's salesmanship, folks. That's what this is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, let's continue. Sorry. Uh, but Seth, when he saw how he kept on talking and, and that he would not leave him, ran and went up to the altar and spread his hands onto God and thought deliverance from him. Then God sent his word and cursed Satan, who fled from him. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And we see how, how strong our father's word is towards Satan. 
Yes. Um, okay, let's continue. Number 13. But as for Seth, he had gone up to the altar, saying uh, thus in his heart, quote, The altar is the place of offering, and God is there. A divine fire shall consume it. So shall Satan be unable to hurt me, and shall not take me away thence. Right? Quote. Yeah, so not, hell is not necessarily placed down under. It's, it's the world. You know, love not the world. Is what the gospel says, you know, the world outside of Israel, okay? But uh, you know, no, no, uh, God so loved the world that He began, gave His only begotten Son. Not, not to, He didn't give it to the outside world. He only gave it to the world of Israel. So this word "world" that's being used here in the document really means territory or earth. It doesn't mean the whole planet, right? Uh, obviously, we're only talking about the hill that Adam, Eve, and Seth, and who else lived up there. And uh, and the plane that uh, that Satan and Cain had begun to live on. All right, that's a, a, to, a localized territory is all we're talking about. Back to you. And weren't that just that verse that you said? Was that isn't that added by the Catholic Church? Uh, which word? Um, uh, that he gave his only begotten son. The, wasn't oh, some that was oh. added by the Catholic Church. Oh, uh, that I'm not aware of, but. Uh, you know, the, the problem is with the word world, which can mean a, a, a world, the outside world, or the world, word of Israel, world of Israel. You know, it, it may actually means society. It doesn't mean planet. It's a, it means society. That's what the Greek word means. Okay. So, again, that's a bad translation. And uh, he did, Jesus did not come to save the world. He came to save Israel. Yeah, so a modern example would be if uh, America, if Sweden would be completely total Aryan, then that's the place we should would yeah. say love because then it's, that's our world. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So they, they misuse the, that uh, John 3.16 and they totally ignore other verses in scripture to say like, love not the world. If you love the world, then you, you, you will not be saved. Because just as here, you're going to partake of their sins. And we're not to do that. Yes. Drinking, yes. gambling, carousing. <laughs> gambling? Shouldn't uh, gamble. I've never tried that. I've never, you know, I, I see people uh, spending time outside. You know, usually, gambling and drinking go together. So uh, you, you see at the liquor store, people also buying lottery tickets, okay? Throwing their money away on lottery tickets. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and they could be buying real food <laughs> with that money, right? But, if, but yeah, usually those people, I mean, if you're at the point where you're buying lottery tickets, then uh, it means you're desperate, okay? Just, just rely on Yahweh, you know? Rely on Yahweh. And even if you get a person like that who gets rich is just going to buy more booze <laughs> and blow it all, blow it all in a couple of weeks. Yeah, what I've read is that um, exactly why uh, casinos always are pitch black with no sunlight oh. in it because uh -huh. that drives down your dopamine, and same with alcohol, drives down your dopamine, and you keep on gambling. Oh, you're right, yeah, you get, uh, and you need, uh, what do you call it, uh, excitation, 
right? You need excitation uh, to to feel like you're alive, right? <laughs> okay, we have about five minutes left. Maybe we can finish chapter seven here. Yeah. Okay. Number fourteen. Then Seth came down from the altar and went to his father and mother, whom he found in the way, longing to hear his voice, for he had tarried a while. He then began to tell them what had befallen him from Satan under the form of an angel. But when Adam heard his account, he kissed his face and warned him against that angel, telling him, telling him it was Satan who thus appeared to him. Then Adam took Seth, and they went to the cave of treasures and rejoiced therein. But uh, from that day forth, Adam and Eve never uh, parted from him to whatever place he might go, well, uh, whether for his offering or for anything else. Uh, this sign happened to Seth when he was nine years old. Okay, so the, the, obviously, the, we're, you know, this is the beginning. Although apparently, uh, we don't. We'd have to read more chapters of this to see if Seth himself succumbed to sin or not. Okay. But uh, the, the important thing here is that the race has been preserved, okay, and uh, must be preserved at all costs. So, but uh, let's see. Let me just scan uh, the next chapter here, chapter 7. Uh, Seth marries Aklia. Adam lives to see grandchildren and great-grandchildren, etc. And, uh, and then when our father Adam saw that Seth was of a perfect heart, he wished him to marry lest the enemy should appear to him another time and overcome him, right? Okay. All right, yeah, so the continuation, I mean, all of this really dovetails well with two-seed-line identity. There's no doubt about yeah. it, okay? And then a question, because then for Adam and Eve's uh, children said that one of their name was Akila. Exactly, wasn't that the same you had here? He doesn't marry his, his sister, I hope. No, no, uh, no, no, well... Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, the the name uh, is now familiar now that I see it a second time, but I, I don't remember where I saw it before. Chapter, I don't know if it was... um, let's see. chapter 2, I think. It was in the end of chapter 2. Let's see if I can find it. Okay, yeah. Yes, there. End of chapter 2, page uh, page 3. Oh, okay, Number yeah. Eight. And so, so uh, what did it say about her? She was a, a daughter of Eve? Now he said, uh, as for Adam, uh, he knew not again his wife Eve all the days of his life. Neither was any more offspring born of them, but yeah. only those five, Cain, Lulava, Abel, Aklia, and Seth alone. Oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe that is the case. Uh, you know, uh, we can only speculate because we don't know how corrupted this document is. But uh, certainly the, the, the seed line was preserved. And then that brings up the uh, question of um, uh, incest again, right? And so it's interesting, though, the, uh, the, the problem of incest, the commandment against it uh, was not, uh, it's not clear in uh, pre, uh, pre-Mosaic times whether incest, but no, actually, uh, no, I'm wrong. The, uh, the, the problem of incest uh, came about with Canaan, okay? when Ham slept with his mother and produced Canaan. So if this is the case, then we're going to see that there's going to be problems with the offspring. 
you know, probably because, you know, what the Catholics call original sin, even though our uh, DNA was preserved, nevertheless, we're going to make mistakes. So, but I think that uh, Adam and Eve, you know, could have intermarried with other Adamites because there were other Adamites still uh, on the earth. And maybe this document is simply saying that, uh, documenting the direct line. Maybe that's what it's all saying here. And the translator has a bias in that regard. Okay, that's what could be happening here. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, yeah, these apocrypha have to be read very carefully and with a grain of salt. (laughs) All right. Okay, folks, thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. I think we can do one more episode of this. This is really interesting stuff. Okay. All right, Michael, take care. Yeah, Yahweh bless. Take care, everybody. Have a good day, and don't swallow Satan's lies. (laughs) Hopefully we know better. Bye-bye.